This past week I was having dinner with some friends of mine and as we were sitting around the dinner table talking, at one point one of my friends said, hey, do you guys have like a go-to joke that you, that you have in case you need a joke in a situation, you just got one ready you can go to? And the first one that came to my mind was this, so tell me what you think. There was a pony that woke up with a sore throat one morning, so he went to the doctor's office. The doctor said, what seems to be the problem? The pony said, I'm just a little horse. <laughs> okay, it's not the best one in the world, but it, it does in a pinch, right? Um, and there's something unique, I think, about humans being able to tell jokes to one another, to be able to laugh at the things uh, that we say. There's something unique about our ability to reason and to be rational and to encounter something that we weren't expecting and find that funny. Uh, so like if I told that jo joke to a dog right now, the dog would just sit there and look at me. Um, but I guess some of you did that also, so maybe that's not, not a great example, but you get what I mean. So here's another one. Why did the Pope cross the road? Because he crosses everything, right? Okay. Again, not a great example, but you see what I mean. It's when we encounter something that we weren't expecting that we can find it funny. It's when we encounter that incongruity there that we find it funny. But there's also sometimes when we encounter something that we weren't expecting and don't find it funny. Maybe it's actually pretty scary um, to expect one thing and then to get another. We can find that scary sometimes. So here's an example of that. When I was a deacon in my last year at the seminary, I had the opportunity to deacon for the Bishop of Des Moines, Bishop Pates. He was at the seminary. And so we were in the sacristy before mass, just getting our vestments on. And he said, um, Deacon, I think you'll preach this morning. And I said, well, Bishop, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was preaching. I'm not prepared. And he said, that's okay. You're preaching anyway. And so <laughs> at that moment, it was pretty scary, right? I didn't know what I was going to say, but it turned out fine. But again, you get the idea. We can have different responses when we encounter something that we weren't expecting. And this is what we see happening to St. Peter in this gospel this morning. So let's think about this gospel for a little bit. Let's try and put ourselves there and really imagine what was happening. So it starts out with Jesus preaching the word of God to the crowds. And they're gathering in so close to him that he can't do it anymore. We can imagine that, them wanting to be so close to Jesus that he just doesn't have any room to be able to preach anymore. So he goes up to Simon and says, hey, can I use your boat? Can we go like a few feet into the water so I can preach from there and the people won't crush me anymore? And it's unclear from the passage whether or not St. Peter knew Jesus at that point, um, but he at least had enough respect for Jesus as a rabbi to say, sure, master, you can use my boat. Let's do it. And so they do it. And they go out a few feet from the shore, and Jesus is able to preach, and presumably it goes very well. But then, something kind of unexpected happens. Jesus says, hey Simon, why don't you throw your nets out into the deep water? And Simon, again, out of respect, I think, says, well master, we've been working all night, and we didn't catch anything. But hey, if, if you want me to do it, I'll go ahead and do it. And so they did it, and what happens? They almost break their nets because of so many fish. It almost sinks the two boats, it says. That's a lot of fish. And so Peter, at that point, recognizes something that he wasn't expecting. He recognizes that he is in the presence of true holiness. 
Maybe he didn't realize Jesus was God yet, but he recognizes that he is in the presence of true holiness. And he also recognizes that he, in his weakness, in his sinfulness, doesn't necessarily belong there, right? He sees the incongruity there. Jesus, all holy, and himself, the weak, sinful one. And he gets scared by that. And he says, Master, depart from me. I'm not worthy to be around you. I'm too weak. I'm too sinful. Please leave me. He gets scared by this. And Jesus at that point doesn't say, yeah, you know what, Simon, you're right. Why don't you leave? You're not good enough to be here. Rather, Jesus in his heart looks at Simon and says, yes, you're the one that I want. Jesus, seeing the way that Simon is able to recognize his own weakness and open it up to Jesus and lay it out before him, Jesus then chooses him in that moment and says, I can work with that. I can work with you because of your humility. And again, rather than Jesus sending him away and says, saying, you're too sinful. No, he says, Simon, don't be afraid. Come and follow me. I will make you a fisher of men. The sins, the weakness, the shortcomings of St. Peter are but a drop in the ocean of the mercy of the heart of Jesus Christ. And it's the same for us, brothers and sisters. We are called to be humble as St. Peter was humble in this passage. We are called to open our weaknesses to Jesus Christ. Not to hide them, not to pretend like we're not weak, not to gloss over our sinfulness, but rather to open it up to Jesus Christ and realize that he can do anything with that humility. He makes Peter the rock. He makes Peter the first pope on which the church is built. He does great things with Peter simply because of his willingness to surrender to Jesus Christ and to let him, let Jesus, do the work in his heart. And now let's think about the Mass for a second. Brothers and sisters, when we come to Mass, we are in the presence of holiness. God himself made present to us body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. Let's think about that moment we have right before communion when the priest holds up the chalice and the host and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. And then what do we say back? We say, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. But only say the word and my soul shall be healed. We have that moment, brothers and sisters, where we're meant to recognize our own weakness, our own sinfulness. We say, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you. I'm not worthy to have you living inside of me when I receive you in the Eucharist. I'm not worthy of that. But I believe in you. I believe that if I open up my weakness to you in this moment, you can do great things and you will heal me. So, brothers and sisters, let us do that today. Let us do that every time we come to Mass. Don't be afraid to open up that weakness. Don't be afraid to give Him those places of your life that you're embarrassed to give Him. Don't be afraid to give Him that sin that you struggle with, that, think, that you think keeps you from being His disciple. Don't be afraid to give Him your shortcomings because it's precisely in doing that that Jesus Christ is strong. As St. Paul says 
It's in our weakness that Jesus Christ is strong. Do not be afraid to give him everything, brothers and sisters. The question is not, are we strong enough to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? But rather, are we weak enough? 